on board KCAA's Inland Talk Express. KCAA, Loma Linda, 1050 AM, the station that leaves no listener behind. I'm John Lesher, CNBC Radio. The Dow is up 250 points, the Nasdaq higher by 68. The Dow is positive again for both the second quarter and the year as it rises over that psychologically important 18,000 level. The rally is getting a boost on signs of progress in negotiations between Greece and its creditors. The oil industry is also supplying some of the energy. That sector up 1% following declining supplies. Johnson Controls is up 2% after announcing it's considering a sale of its automotive business. A big change is happening inside your wallet. U.S. banks tired of spending billions of dollars every year to pay back fleeced consumers are in the process of replacing tens of millions of old magnetic strip credit cards with new cards that have computer chips that store account data more securely. And the Obama administration says it intends to regulate emissions by U.S. airliners, saying they are a threat to human health. John Lesher, CNBC Radio. Have you had trouble with online dating? This is eHarmony founder, Dr. Neil Clark Warren. We've created a new solution, EH+. EH+, combines the personal attention of a matchmaker with eHarmony's extensive pool of great singles. EH+, gives you hand-selected matches and freedom from being online. Get started today. Call 855-930-LOVE. That's 855-930-LOVE. For years, I've been exposing highly sensitive corporate information. No one at work has any idea. I keep a low profile, drive the same car, bring lunch in a brown bag, no expensive watches or exotic vacations. I scan and email hundreds of documents, and no one suspects me. Not even me. Scanning and accidentally emailing to the wrong places can make your printer one of your company's greatest security risks. Learn how to gain control of document security at nuance.com slash gain control. Hi, you guys, and I say guys specifically, you have to listen to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. It's a show where men can be men. She's going to be our breakout radio superstar. I've said that many times on my show. That is absolutely the truth. And her show is on exactly one hour after my show's on today. So tune in at 4 p.m. Pacific time right here to KCAA AM 1050 and listen to Linda Gross. Thank you. Good afternoon. It's a couple minutes after the hour. I'm Di Rice with the latest in local news on KCAA 1050 AM. Prosecutors are seeking the death penalty against David Ray Contreras, 27, who is being held with no bail. He has pleaded not guilty to three counts of murder. Last week, a judge ruled Contreras was fit to stand trial and set a tentative date for a preliminary hearing on June 19th. The first victim, Jose Apreza, 53, of Paris, was reported missing by his wife December 29, 2012, after he took his pit bull out for a walk that morning and did not return. He was found dead with more than 20 stab wounds in a field near his home. Maria Gonzalez, 51, and her 25-year-old daughter, Consuelo Gonzalez, were on a walk near their home when they were slain February 4th. 2013 on Central Avenue near Ramona in Nuevo. An autopsy showed that Maria was stabbed 24 times and her daughter 11 times. Last night at 6:20, Grand Terrace deputies responded to the report of an attempted burglary at a residence on the 22,000 block of Main Street. A victim reported she was home when she heard loud banging on her front door. Not expecting anyone, she didn't answer the door and the unknown suspects used a rock to break through the front window and climb through. The victim yelled to the suspects that she had called the police and the suspects fled in an unknown type of vehicle, white in color. If anyone has any information regarding the possible suspects, they are encouraged to call 909-387-3545, 909-387-3545. Inland Empire weather, sunny and 83 tomorrow, still warm overnight with lows near 68. Currently it's about 82 in San Bernardino. That is the latest with local news on KCAA 1050 AM. This report has been brought to you by Unbound. Child sponsorship the way it's supposed to be. Real kids, real results, real easy for you to help. Join the fight against global poverty at unbound.org.
Now, ladies and gentlemen, more of the greatest talk on earth. And the diversity just keeps on coming. Your superstation, AM 1050, News Talk KCAA. And hello and welcome to another broadcast of The Men's Advocate with Linda Gross. I'm hearing an echo. Um, sorry about that. <laughs> All a learning curve, isn't it? Anyway, this is where men get to be men. We're talking about issues that, that oh, thank you. There we go. We're talking about Anything that concerns men, we're going to be talking about sex, relationships, dating, fitness, health, uh, cars, um, what else? NRA, rifles, blow, things that uh, are blown up, dynamite, whatever you guys want to talk about, that's what we're here to discuss. Today, I have two wonderful guests. It's going to be a really popping show today. Today's issue is on men's rights. I have two guests. My first guest is going to be uh, Steve Clark, and he is promoting uh, calalimonyreform.org, and he's going to be talking about potentially revising the alimony laws in our state of California. And those of you who are listening outside of California, it will apply to you too because there is strength in numbers and you might be able to contact uh, parallel groups that are in your state. And if your state doesn't have such a petition coming up, you know, what better way to start it than with you? So, uh, that would be my. That's going to be my first guest. My second guest is going to be Edwin Ugas, who's going to talk about fathers' rights and his upcoming rally and protest that he's going to be holding at the Chatsworth Chatsworth Courthouse, the family courthouse, and he's he's a dad who has been denied access to his child, denied. Um, custody to his child and he's going to tell you a little bit about his story on why that happened and how that happened and basically what he's here to promote is a checks and balances with the system that in other words that the court just doesn't take whatever the wife says maybe she's a scorned wife and she wants to get even with you that there's some sort of checks and balances to making it a fair decision making it a fair um, you know judicial decision on his behalf. All right, so before we get to our topics, I wanted to uh, extend my thanks to um, Poor Man, who opened the door for me in radio and gave me my break, and he has been so supportive. I hope that you will all will all listen to his show, which, is, which airs daily on this same channel, KCAA Radio. 10.50 a.m. serving the IE and also Orange County. Anyway, his show comes on daily. He is wacky. His, he is cantankerous. And many of you know him formerly with the, with the radio station K-Rock. Um, he was one of the hosts of uh, Loveline, and I'll hope you, I hope that you will tune into his show. I also want to welcome on board my new board op. His name is Joe, so uh, when, when you want to call into the station, Joe will take care of you. And by the way, while we're on that topic, um, if you would like to come in after my guests have, um, you know, introduced themselves, the, our call-in number is 888-909-1050. Write that down and save it, 888-909-1050. Now, if you cannot hear me, in the Inland Empire in Orange County, there are several other ways where you can hear me. You can call in from any phone. This is our listener line, 832-999-1050, 832-999-1050, or you can listen either live or on demand with our with our uh, station website, which is kcaaradio.com, 
or with the TuneIn app. So lots of ways to contact us. And then one more thing I'd like you to save to favorites is my Facebook page because on the Facebook fan page you will find out all the information of what's going on for the upcoming week, who our guests are, what I'm talking about, and it allows you a forum to chime in and talk to me and let me know what's on your mind. So that Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash the men's advocate. Facebook.com forward slash the men's advocate. All right. So without uh, further ado, let's uh, jump on with my first guest. As I mentioned, his name is Steve Clark. And what he wants to talk about is alimony reform. So his mission today is to help him collect 400,000 signatures for the year for the upcoming ballot. Um, We need to do so by November of 2015. So, Steve, are you online with us? Hi, Steve. This is Linda. How are you? Oh, pretty good. Thank you. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I hear you perfectly. Let's do it. Great, great. Well, again, thank you for having me on your show today. Of course. My pleasure. You can add on the bottom hypnosis available. Okay. Okay, uh, okay, Steve, please uh, introduce yourself to our audience and just give us a little background, how you got started, you got married, you got divorced, what your situation is, and then how did you go from that situation to, oh my gosh, I have got to step up to the plate here and start a movement and get a petition going to change the laws? Well, it was a Okay, um, great questions. Um, first of all, I was married for approximately 24 years. I was originally married in New York and moved out to California um, roughly uh, 20 years ago. Um, came out here, and I've been out here ever since. Um, the divorce process occurred um, out here in California, and so initially um, we were just becoming more unhappy with one another, and there was really no um, bitterness in this particular divorce, and we both agreed that um, it was time to move on and move forward. Um, rather than just being in a relationship that we were both clearly unhappy in. So we made that decision, and my original intention was to uh, do-it-yourself divorce, and I thought this would be the most cost-effective approach for um, getting through the divorce without spending lots of money on attorneys um, and other expenses. Um, But when I suggested that, um, when I was beginning to fill out the paperwork online, uh, my... uh, Spouse, ex-spouse, basically said, well, what about alimony? And my reply back to her was, well, what about it? And she said, well, you're going to pay me. And I said, well, why do you feel I owe you alimony? And her response was, well, I gave you 24 years of my life. And my response was, well, didn't I give you the thing? So long story short, there was no resolution with respect to alimony, and that was the primary point of contention um, in divorce proceedings. And so... We initially decided to go through the mediation phase, and that lasted for about a year, um, in which case I thought what what would appear to be bias on the mediator's part, and um, from that point we had to uh, hire attorneys, and then the cost escalated um, to almost $100,000. So it was um, an unfortunate set of circumstances, and I think the, the tipping point for me in this particular uh, relationship was um, when the judge did award an alimony payment to a person who's a dental hygienist who has the capability and capacity of clearly being self-supporting and having her um, getting a thousand dollars a month. I thought to myself, well, how can this be fair? So, um, long story short, I decided to start a process um, here in California where they have an initiative ballot process that most people can or anybody for that matter, can basically start a uh, initiative working with the Legislative Council and get, um, hopefully, enough signatures to get that, uh, that initiative on the California ballot. And her, her situation, it, it's not that she was disabled or injured, there weren't kids in the picture, that she had mouths to feed. Tell us a little bit about that side of it. 
Well, I mean, there there was we have one daughter. She's she turned eighteen. Or she actually just turned nineteen, so she turned eighteen. Um, so there was really no special hardship on her part. Um, she was working as a dental hygienist. Um, she has the ability to make uh, fifty dollars per hour uh, as a dental hygienist, which is pretty good money. And so I have a difficult time understanding why I would be subject to paying a thousand dollars a month for the rest of her life. And I think a lot of people in the state of California, unfortunately, are not aware as I wasn't aware when I, when I came out to the state, that marriages that last over 10 years in length in California, basically the higher income earner is subject to paying uh, alimony for life potentially. And I think that's, that is, is so unfair that, you know, that, that's what prompted me to really get the ball rolling in this, in this drive. Yeah, one of the bad things about marriage is I, I feel that it's almost upside down. Um, they... With regard to divorce, they put you through so many hoops, just the system itself, the attorneys, everything. And it can take anywhere from, say, a year to five, six, seven years in the event that the divorce is contested. So they put you through all these hoops, but to get married, there are no hoops. I mean, back in the day... um, you had to at least even get a blood test. Now they don't even do that. So basically what you do is you pay your $18, you get your marriage license, and bam, like within, you know, a half an hour to three days, you can be married. So it's so wrong. It it takes more out of us to go to DMV, the Department of Motor Vehicles, and get a driver's license. We have to study for the test. We have to take a physical test. Every so many years, you have to take a a written test again. Again, um, you, you know, there's a waiting period, there's a minimum age, there's a maximum age. I mean, there's all kinds of rules with getting a driver's license, yet for a marriage license, there are none. So that's, that's something that has always bothered me. I think that it should be the other way around, that it should be, you know, that the divorce is easy. It's already preordained how the divorce will happen, and marriage should be a bunch of hoops. It should be, you should go to counseling, you should have compatibility tests, you should have a, a waiting period of at least six months to 12 months, not 24 hours. It's ridiculous. And I think the other important note, too, I was reviewing some of the marriage licenses in the various counties today online, and and there are basically no legal terms uh, disclosed. In other words, when you sign that document, you're not aware that you're under the the hook for potentially paying alimony for the rest of your life. And that's a legally binding contract where terms are not specified. So one could even question the constitutionality of of that document to begin with. Right. Steve, hold that thought. We're going to go pay a few bills, and we'll see you back in a couple of minutes. Thank you. Sounds good. Hi, you guys, and I say guys specifically. You have to listen to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. It's a show where men can be men. She's going to be our breakout radio superstar. I've said that many times on my show. That is absolutely the truth. And her show is on exactly one hour after my show's on today. So tune in at 4 p.m. Pacific time right here to KCAA AM 1050 and listen to Linda Gross. Thank you. You've heard her on The Poor Man Show talking about mastering women, which just so happens to be the title of her latest book. Now get ready to listen and talk to Linda Gross, the expert on gender differences and the men's advocate. Write this number down to call in to talk to Linda, 888-909-1050. Every Wednesday afternoon, 4 o'clock Pacific, it's The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross, 888-909-1050. 4 p.m. weekdays, let's talk where men can be men on KCAA 1050 AM. Hey guys, want to go from cocky and confused to confident in four sessions or less? Linda Gross has done the research by interviewing 20,000 men. Reap the benefits. Go to themensadvocate.com slash coaching and you'll be on your way. And you are listening to the Men's Advocate Show with your host, Linda Linda Gross. That's me. I'd like to thank our behind-the-scenes staff, Fred, Mike, Mark, Poor Man, 
Joe, and Di. They've all been fabulous, and I'm sure they're going to treat you fabulously well, too. Anyway, let's carry on with our first ho- uh, first guest, which is Steve Clark. He's talking about alimony reform and getting a petition with, uh, with the upcoming election. And we were talking about there really is no disclosure when you go into the, um, to get a marriage license. Um, as I mentioned, there's no wait period, there's no forms to fill out, there's no, no hoops to jump through. And more importantly, nowhere is there a disclosure that tells you Hey, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Couple, if you were to get divorced, here's what's going to happen. It's a very scary proposition because, as uh, Steve was mentioning before the break, if you end up being married in the state of California, I'm sure it's similar in your state, for, for 10 years or greater, you might be facing paying alimony for the rest of her life. And that will only be canceled upon death or her remarrying somebody else. So if she chooses not to remarry, you could be on the hook for, you know, does uh, decades and decades of your time, of your, you know, prime earning years and your prime health years. It really kind of is not fair. You know, the divorce laws were created back in the day, I think in the 40s and 50s, to help protect women and children. And back then, it really made sense because the two roles were very clearly defined. The woman stayed home, took care of the household and the kids, and she was offering, bringing value to the husband. And the husband, you know, went to work, put bacon on the table, etc. And so everybody had clear, defined roles as to what they were doing. Then came the came the uh, early 70s with the invention of the pill, and the invention of the pill gave women freedom. It gave them physical freedom to where they didn't have to be barefoot and, uh, and, and pregnant and in the kitchen, that they could delay their pregnancies, that they could use that as an opportunity to get an education or to start in the workforce. So since the 70s and since post-women's liberation, these women now have entered the workforce in full force. I would say probably about 70% of women are in the workforce. So some of these laws that made sense in the 50s and the 60s, the divorce laws that made sense back then, in today's standard, they don't make, make sense. They need to be revisited. They need to be reworked. And in some cases... Heck, the wife is even making more than the husband is. In some cases, the wife owes the husband money. So with, the, with this initiative, it would help those women who are in, in that position where the wife was, is making more than the husband. So anyway, let's proceed on with our, with our talk with uh, Steve Clark. Why don't you go ahead and, and finish your thoughts, Steve? Yeah, and, and also I'd like to clarify, too, that, you know, I know the title of this particular initiative uh, is Elimination of Spousal Support. However, there are special circumstance provisions within the legislation such that if there is a particular hardship for existing marriages, that the judge has the ability to grant alimony for up to one year. Um, additionally, uh, marriages that are considered long-term, like myself, uh, 10 years or more, um, there's a five-year uh, wind-down, taper-down period where basically she will not be cut off from alimony, you know, the next day. Um, it will reduce over five years in 20% increments. So we try to be very sensitive in the legislation to particular hardships and also try to address those as well. Um, and then I think another important fact that not many listeners are aware of, um, there is in the current family laws today, um, you can even while you're still be while, while you're still married, you can be sued uh, for alimony. And I was surprised to find that out. Uh, the legislative council uh, person I was working with mentioned that to me. And sure enough, in the law, uh, there is a special circumstance provision where if you inherit money, uh, inherited money is not considered community property, by the way. Um, and you're not sharing it and you're both retired, um, your spouse can then sue you while you are still married for alimony. Um, which I which I thought was very surprising, but um, in any case, uh, this legislation also addresses that particular uh, element of the legislation and removes that as well too. 
So, I mean, just to kind of dig into all the family laws in terms of what they provide and all the special circumstances, that was, that was kind of, it was kind of an interesting learning experience for me as well. Exactly. And if you'd like to help Steve out with his cause, here are a couple of suggestions. You can be a volunteer to collect signatures. And the, the website that you would go to would be calalimonyreform.org. That's calalimonyreform.org. And Steve will send you a package and let you know um, how to do that. Uh, and then n- number two would be to share and repost the messages that you see on my website or Steve's website or um, anything that's along these lines. Number three would be to donate money. Obviously, to run this machine behind the scenes is very costly, and we want to try to get as many votes or as close to the 400,000 signatures that we need. Um, Number four would be to, if you're not currently registered, go ahead and register. It's super easy. In the state of California, the address is registertovote.ca.gov. That's registertovote.ca.gov. And then later on, didn't have time to do it just yet, but later on, um, hopefully by tomorrow, I will have a page up on my website where you can see all of this information in one easy glance. And my, my website is themensadvocate.com forward slash men's rights. So themensadvocate.com forward slash men's rights. So quickly, just to wrap up in the next 30 seconds, Steve, do you have anything more to add? And next, we're going to go to my next uh, guest, which is uh, Edwin. Well, yeah, I mean, clearly we have an uphill battle in front of us in terms of collecting signatures. So for all of you listeners out there, please email us uh, at steve at org if you'd like to volunteer. Uh, because we need all the support we can get. We do not have corporate sponsorship, as many ballot initiatives do. And typically, the, the rule of thumb is that it requires about $2 million in funding to get an uh, initiative on, on the, the voter ballot, um, which we do not have. So I'm kind of counting on grassroots efforts in terms of people volunteering and stepping up uh, to help us be successful in the long run. Thank you very much, Steve. I, I think you're going to stay on with us after the break, so we will um, take questions about this issue uh, after the break. But for now, um, I'm introducing my next guest, Edwin Ugas, and he's here to talk about father's rights. Edwin, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Great. Tell us a little bit about your story and uh, how how you got into the position that you, you're in and what motivated you to also um, be a men's rights advocate, wow, that's, activist. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, thank, thanks for inviting me, by the way. Uh, everybody that I, I'm associated with uh, really appreciates your work and um, the things that you're doing to help us. And it's our initial effort. Edwin, can you so, speak a little bit louder or bring your... Bring your yeah, microphone so a little bit closer. Uh, my story, I think, some, somewhere be- it began in 2012. Uh, around, well, let's say around August of 2012, I was um, I was divorced, right? And uh, uh, in 2009, and everything's perfect there. Right? You know, it's, it's the ideal divorce. You know, I have a daughter with uh, my ex-wife, and uh, there were there were, there were no court papers filed, there's no custody thing written or anything like that. We just share our daughters like she loves your parents and, and it's normal. Um, the around two thousand and twelve I started dating again and uh, I was somewhat naive, uh, very much like most of us. I had no idea what the what the what family law was or anything like that. And uh, I uh, so I met this girl, I just yeah uh, I didn't really check her background or whatnot. I mean, I was just starting start to date. Uh, I was a bank executive at uh, Chase, J.P. Morgan Chase. I was doing really well back in those years. And then I met this girl, uh, and she turned out to be um, the reason why I'm in this thing. So um, many people tell me that she used me pretty much for her uh, green card. Uh, she wasn't an illegal Russian Immigrant or whatnot, and uh, but anyways, uh, it's of course my fault. I 
she became pregnant uh, too soon, too fast, and uh, with not knowing who she really was, um, as I got to know her, you know, it, it, I just didn't. It just became clear that we were getting along, and by then, of course, she was pregnant, and uh, and uh, some, somehow, one way or another, I came across on Facebook to to this page called the Fathers' Rights Movement, um, and uh, <clears throat> the Facebook, by the way, is Facebook Facebook.com forward slash Fathers for Kids. And, uh, and so I started getting involved in as I got to know more about this family law stories that are posted. Well, why, why did you get involved in this group? Is that because something went wrong in court? Yeah, or so tell us about... Uh, my son was born uh, in June of 2012. And then uh, when he was barely, what, three, four months, he basically just left. He, he took my son. One day I was, uh, I, was, uh, I was at the bank and I get a call during my lunch break, and she tells me, hey, by the way, I'm not, I'm not home anymore. And I'm like, okay, you know, where'd you go, you know? No, no, I mean, I moved back with my mom. <laughs> and so, you know, that that was the call that I got. And, back in and, Russia? Uh, she moved back to Russia? No, she moved, she lives in, in here in, in California, in Uh But she just moved back, and uh, and she did say that I, was, I could come by and visit him and whatnot. And she actually offered... Um, me to see him, um, you know, after work and whatnot, but then um, you can imagine this whole thing was um, somewhat shocking. I mean, I am uh, a pretty decent dad, you know, I'm, I take that very seriously, you know, I'm, I'm, I, 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 that wasn't going to be enough for me, so I, um, uh, you know, in the, the following month, start arguing more and more, and by then I couldn't really focus on my job anymore, uh, and so, and then, so as 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 I started to question her more and more, and why why she's doing this and whatnot. Edwin, I'm sorry. Uh, let's uh, let's hold that thought. We need to go away for a break. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We'll pay a few bills. We'll be back in a few minutes. Linda Gross is the men's advocate, and she can show you how to get and keep the girl of your dreams. Go to themensadvocate.com and click on the Amazon.com link, or to her new Facebook fan page, The Men's Advocate with Linda Gross, and join. Then click Shop Now. And tune in each and every Wednesday afternoon at 4 for The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KCAA 1050 AM. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name, hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases, and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchases required. Just start with this link each time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Hey guys, want to go from cocky and confused to confident in four sessions or less? Linda Gross has done the research by interviewing 20,000 men. Reap the benefits. Go to themensadvocate.com slash coaching and you'll be on your way. You are listening to... The Men's Advocate Show with your host, Linda Gross. Today we're talking about men's rights. Uh, my, my guests today are Steve Clark with CalAlimonyReform.org. He's looking for to add 400,000 signatures to the upcoming ballot to initiate uh, reform for alimony. And my current guest who's on hold right now is Edwin Ugas. And he is looking to... Um, he is, he is a supporter of father's rights and is going to be having a, ra- a rally in, at the Chatsworth 
Family Courthouse coming up on June 19 at 9 a.m. He's talking to us about uh, family law. He was uh, wronged um, with regard to his court proceedings and his rulings and was denied access, denied custody of his child. So let's pick up where we left off. Well, before we pick up where we left off, uh, Joe, would you kindly Q2, please? Because there are so many incentives to lie in court during a divorce, people often make up false abuse charges. Physical violence and sexual assault are crimes, and our justice system is set up to handle criminal accusations like this. But family courts also listen to and act upon such accusations. And because false accusations are so common during a divorce, these cases are typically not turned over to criminal court. Family court judges have to distinguish between true abuse victims and those crying wolf for financial gain. One of the biggest problems in family court is there are so many false accusations and so few consequences for those accusations. How could you be married for 20 years? You were a great husband, she was a great wife. Now we're going through a divorce, he's a pervert, he's a drug dealer, he's doing all these horrible things. She's an alcoholic, she's a drug dealer, and she's sleeping with everybody. Did, did this just happen in the last week or two? I got a lot of those that happened right at the top of divorce action when both people were in the house and one person wanted to get the other person out of the house. It may be that, in fact, there is no violence, but they make it up because they've talked with their friends or they've gone to a lawyer who said, well, make it up and if you really do a good job, then you can get him kicked out. Now you are in the house. You have a big leg up in keeping the kids and maybe keeping possession of the house. I've counseled women and a few men on how to get the other side thrown out of the house. How hard is that to do? If you follow my instructions, easy. Domestic violence, first of all, is defined so broadly. There's so many things that can count as domestic violence that it's not hard. It's not hard to be accused of domestic violence. It's really a travesty the way a system, the system that it was designed to, to protect women from domestic abuse, to protect children from abuse, to protect children from sexual abuse, a system that was set up with, with every good intention, that was set up to protect those who needed it, has been allowed to be subverted so that false accusers really are able to gain so much by making the false accusation. To learn more shocking truth, see... Okay, Edwin, let's uh, visit why you think you were wronged. Why, why do you think the judge signed the order incorrectly? Well, okay, so basically uh, one, one day I received a knock on, on my door, uh, and sure enough, very early in the morning, there were two sheriffs uh, outside of my door, and uh, I'm like, okay, what's this? And they were saying, we're spring order, and... Uh, and the funny thing is that the, even the sheriffs, uh, you know, I looked at this thing, and it's probably all just bullshit. And, and the sheriffs laughing in a way said, I know, it probably is. And and they just went on their way, I signed something. And in the restraining order, there was a um, a black and white copy of a bruised neck uh, and some markings on a, uh, on a on a leg. And basically, she was accusing me of having choked her and assaulted her, and uh, and that was it. And then there was a court date uh, scheduled for that, for that, for that temporary restraining order. I was immediately shut off uh, out of my, my child's life. I, I could not uh, call her anymore. I could not do that. <laughs> and, uh, and so when I showed up in the, in, in the courtroom, uh, the judge basically just looked at me, looked at her, and approved it, just just flat out approved, approved the, the restraining order. It, it became permanent. Uh, that restraining order in family court became a whole another case in criminal court, and the DA, uh, this whole thing lasted almost a whole year in criminal, criminal court hearings, after hearings, and then uh, even uh, towards the end, even the, the DA himself, even the DA himself told me, Edwin, I just have to do my job. Uh, if you want to, you can subpoena me into family court, and I'll testify that I didn't believe this. But I have to do my job. He wanted to dismiss the case, and that was the DA. But his boss countered it and said, "No, you have to move to trial if if you need to, because there are bruises." 
And so, and so that, and that, and then of course I can tell you about also the, the interrogations I had with the detectives who were assigned, and that wasn't the only allegation, by the way. There was also another, another allegation of, of me supposedly molesting my own daughter. Uh, and so that, that, that's a whole other ball of wax, you know, that's the CPS gets involved, goes to my daughter's school and interviews her. Uh, and uh, even the C, I, I even have a letter from the, from the social worker saying that I believe Mrs. So-and-so is using the police to win custody. It's, a, it's in her letter signed by, by the social worker. And, and, <clears throat> and on and on, you know, I mean, even the detectives investigating the cases were, uh, were also, and, and this is a direct quote, and one of the, one of the detectives told, told me, uh, I know she's just throwing mad at you. She's just throwing mad at you. Let me do my work. Don't, you don't have anything to worry about from me. From me. Just let me do my work and don't get in trouble. That's, and, 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 and so, and so, Naturally, by then I had lost my job, blah, 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 and, and I uh, couldn't afford an attorney anymore. And I just, uh, I now have to see my son. If I ever want to see my son, I have to pay a professional monitor, uh, a professional monitor that does this for a living. Uh, I have to pay her somewhere around $55 an hour. I think the team becomes about $135 every two hours for each session that I want to see my son in, um, in a, a bookstore, usually, or a McDonald's or a, a playground. Um, and uh, and she's there, within two three feet of me and my son playing, and somehow I have to pretend that it's all okay. Um, and so that's pretty much it. And you know, my 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 daughter cannot see her her little brother. That's a whole other issue I have to deal with also. And I have to meanwhile be be a be a nice father to my daughter and, and help her, be, you know, be a good person, be a good role model, and pretend and put put a smile in face amidst all this all this. Um, Fiasco, you know, and um, um, I, uh, like many of us, uh, became involved in this. Um, I saw that there was a lot more to this than just my case. Uh, I became reading. I, I, I became more informed about all these different laws. This uh, so-called Title Forty, uh, federal grants to the, to the states, uh, all kinds of things. You know that, that in a way, uh, incentivize. For this, this, uh, you know, lack of lack of action from from the state legislators, and they know about this. You know, many people can say, "Well, they don't know about it." We have to tell them. Of course, they know about it. We're not the first. You, you're not the first. They, this is not the first time that they're hearing this. You know, uh, so that they, 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 they don't do anything because we do not do anything about it, right? And so, right. Uh, so I, the law, the laws thought. are there to protect the child from neglect or abuse, and that's all well and good. But the mm-hmm. loophole in the law is an allegation. What happens right. if some if someone that's what we is call falsely the, the bullet, right? right? What happens if somebody is falsely accused? Uh, there are no checks and balances, not and whatsoever. and more often than not than not, the mother's side of the story is taken over the dad's side. We just want to close up that loophole. So uh, divorce, divorce court and family law are very unique in that they are their own private little entity. Um, in every other facet of law, meaning every single case that goes to trial with regard to civil matters or criminal matters, there are a multitude of checks and balances to make oh, yeah. sure that the jurors are on the up and up, the judges on the up and up, the witnesses are telling the truth, information is corroborated, depositions are, there's all kinds of uh, laws in place I'll, to I'll make sure yeah, that the system is working from a place of truth. The and exception that's, that's to this rule, one second, Edwin, the exception to this rule is family law. Family law, there isn't any of that. And number two, there are no checks and balances, and the the judge has complete 100% control. And w- when I was doing some of the research before today's show, I found out that the judge 
does not even have to read the pleadings. The, the pleadings are the facts yeah. of the case. The pleadings mm -hmm. could measure about a, a stack of papers that, that go anywhere from, you know, an inch high to 16 mm -hmm. boxes of legal folders. You know what I'm saying? So oh, yeah. it's based yeah. on the judge's whim. He doesn't have to read the facts. And he can make decisions that will affect both parents and the child for the rest of their lives. It no, really is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I can vouch for that. I mean, uh, there, I've been to so many court hearings, family courts, and, and the judge initially starts asking questions that are right there in the first page of the stupid file. Right there. I mean, if you open, if you if you open the Manila folder, you would you would see it. And, right. And, and He's not reading. So it. many questions. Exactly. You know, and uh, because again, they're not required to. Uh, and, and and I mean, everything gets decided in pretty much three minutes, three to five minutes. Everything's everything's done. Put in, in right. Cases, you know, and and um, I mean, all this preparation, all this stuff. And you know, every time every time I go to, I go I go interview a, a lawyer and attorney, they tell me, well, we have to prepare your 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 your, your declaration of statement. We have to prepare this and that. And, you know, we have to, we have to write a letter to the judge. <laughs> And after after the experience I have, really, man, come on, and and then 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 they get mad at me. Oh, what are you talking about? Of course, it, okay, uh, right. and that and that's usually how I know not to hire the attorney, right? I mean, uh, right. Gotcha. So anyway, a lot of times people this past week when they were when I was preparing for this show, they would ask me questions like, Linda, why do you support men? Linda, why do you have mm -hmm. such a website? Linda, why are you doing a show on men's issues? And the reason is because I really don't like injustice. I, I like integrity. I like on honesty and I like honor and I like to stand for that. And as I bring on my two guests, I'm not just doing the talk. I actually am going to do the behind-the-scenes work. I am right. going to show up at the courthouse uh, in Chass work. Uh, I will support. Oh, yeah. I will support Edwin's cause with his rally, and I will also help collect signatures for Steve's, uh, you know, uh, ballot efforts as well. So that's why I'm here. I'm here to represent you guys. And you know what? Women are sometimes wrong too, and I will yeah. stand for their their causes as well. But I just don't like to see injustices. All right, folks, you're listening to The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We have a caller on the line that we'll take uh, right after the break. We'll pay a few bills. We'll see you back in a moment. You've heard her on The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name, hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases, and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchases required. Just start with this link each time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Hey guys, want to go from cocky and confused to confident in four sessions or less? Linda Gross has done the research by interviewing 20,000 men. Reap the benefits. Go to themensadvocate.com slash coaching and you'll be on your way. Hi, you guys. And I say guys specifically, you have to listen to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. It's a show where men can be men. She's going to be our breakout radio superstar. I've said that many times on my show. That is absolutely the truth. And her show is on exactly one hour after my show's on today. So tune in at 4 p.m. Pacific Time right here to KCAA AM 1050 and listen to Linda Gross. Thank you. You are listening to the Men's Advocate Show, your host, Linda Gross. That's me. I'm so happy to be here that you've joined us today. Our topic today is men's issues and men's rights. I want to shout out to Hudson, Florida. I had a, a, a reader call in, I mean a reader write in and, and, he, and he said, how can I listen to your show in Florida? And uh, yes, you most certainly can. You can do so from the KCAA uh, website and also from the TuneIn app. You can call in at 888-909-1050 
or listen in on our listener line, 832-99-1050. Anyway, my heart was so touched when he said that because much like women get together on Monday nights to watch The Bachelor, he said he and his men's group are getting together tonight to listen to my show in Florida. So shout out to Hudson, Florida out there. Um, I wanted to let you know that uh, this month is Happy Father's Day and grad, so our show is particularly relevant to those who are listening. And by the way, if you like this show, there's a way that you can help our show as well, help sponsor our show. And that is to go to my Amazon link and all the normal shopping that you would do for your grads and your Father's Day presents, you can do from my link. So where is this link? You can find it on my website. Just scroll all the way down to the Amazon link, click it, and then save that link. So every time you go on Amazon, just start with my link and it will, um, we'll, we'll get a little credit. We'll get a few pennies on the dollar when you make your purchases. You can also find it on my Facebook page, that link. You go to the Shop Now button and then save that link. Just start with that link each time you make a purchase. There's no additional cost to you. Um, it helps my show, and there's no book purchase required. All right, so uh, let's see what we have. Oh, I just want to mention that the, our next show next week on June 17, I'm having a show called Stuck at 17. How appropriate, June 17. My guest on that day will be Love Coach Superstar. His name is Bruce Starr. And we're going to talk about, from a psychological point of view, what happens to a young man's psyche when he gets burned or cheated on by his high school girlfriend and how that affects the young man for the rest of his life. So that'll be a really interesting show. All right, I want to bring on my next guest. Um, his name is Frank. Welcome to our show, Frank. Thank you. Are you there? I'm here, and I think okay. you wanted to um, speak to Steve's issue with possibly uh, alimony issues, or I, th I think you might have also had some, uh, some child custody issues as well. Is that correct? Yes, I had uh, I had issues. Uh, there was no uh, alimony involved in my uh, divorce, but it carried on for close to uh, five years for me to get everything done. They bifurcated the uh, divorce decree because she had uh, another interest and uh, wanted to uh, remarry someone. But the uh, the childish child support issue and our child custody issue went on for four years. And uh, it created quite a few problems, both for me and for my son. And so it was, uh, so it was a uh, uh, just very disturbing. So you three gentlemen have been through an awful lot. Um, would one of you chime in to s tell our listeners what can they do to not repeat your steps? Like, what did you do? What did you guys do right? that our listeners can do more of and what did what did not go so well that you would give them give our listeners a heads up and maybe do something differently in in their futures Frank well, would you like my, to speak to that Yeah in my case it was uh, rather than trying to accuse or uh, speak down about my ex or to cause problems for her or say that she was bad or anything like that I, I didn't go that route. All I did was uh, tell the truth. I had uh, records of everything that I had done through the years, even though she didn't know it. So that made it easier for me to come back and prove that I had been uh, the supporting husband I was supposed to be, uh, because I was accused of being uh, lazy and doulist and unambitious by by the uh, act. I was uh, able to show that I had contributed financially as well as uh, uh, emotionally to the uh, marriage and to raising our son, uh, she made many attempts to take uh, my son away from me. I was accused on one occasion, as she said, it's accusations of uh, striking her. Uh, one evening, uh, we had been standing out in front of the house uh, together because we were still in the same house in separate sections of it. She, uh, she pushed me off the front stoop. And I went 
about three feet to the ground and did not, uh, I didn't say anything. I thought, well, okay. But she was being very uh, aggressive that time. And then uh, I had a uh, scheduled evening of visitation or a night out with my son the following evening. And uh, he wasn't at home. He was supposed to be after school. And I kept uh, trying to contact her, never heard from her. And at the time that I was supposed to have uh, the evening uh, visitation with my son alone, uh, two police officers showed up at the front door and told me they had a domestic violence petition against me, and they took me away. Uh, I was removed from my home uh, unceremoniously, and when I returned after uh, four days, I, I had uh, to go through getting the doors unlocked and everything because she had all the locks changed on the house because she'd assumed that I would be out of the house permanently from that point on. But when she took it, she took to a separate court. A, uh, she took it to magistrate's court, which we have a magistrate's court, a family court, a circuit court here, and uh, the family court has a jurisdiction over all family issues uh, during the full period of the, uh, the divorce until everything is finalized, including uh, child custody. And she went outside that court to a magistrate's court to get the domestic violence petition and falsely swore to it, which uh, was able to get uh, quashed immediately by my attorney. But I had a very good attorney, and that was the secret to everything, is if you have uh, the ability to, you need to have uh, the best legal representation that you can get. Thank you. And um, I, by the way, the documentary uh, clip that you heard at, during the break is from the movie called Divorce Corp. And I think you can get that online now or, or on YouTube. You can see it. It's really, really good. Divorce Corp. Um, couple of suggestions that I have. I do have a, a couple of chapters in my book that address this. Uh, the first chapter that I would read, by the way, my book is called Mastering Women, The Real Truth About Women That Will Change Your Life Forever. So the first thing would be before you pop the question is, how do you know she loves you for you? Meaning that she's not going after your money, your tats, your abs, your car, you know, where you live. Like She's not going after the obvious things. Let's peel back the onion layers and see if she really loves you for you. So you'll find those secrets. There are four secrets to look for, four characteristic traits. And if she's got them, she's your girl. If she doesn't have them... Don't, you know, just run to the nearest exit. She's not, she's not, she's going to be trouble long term. Another area that I have in my book, um, I was talking to Steve about, there's no disclosures, you know, when you get your marriage license. So actually what I want you to do is work backwards. And the section in my book is called the eight areas of divorce court. So you need to know what those eight areas are. And when you do propose just before you propose to her, you need to have an in-depth discussion with each of those er eight areas. Now, some people might say, Linda, that is so unromantic. But you know what? Uh, when you take out a license in your state, it's the same thing as taking out a license to form a corporation. So you have to have certain boundaries and rules in place. So with those eight areas of divorce court, you guys need to be on the same page. And if she is not getting along or she's squeamish about one, two, or three of those uh, bullet points, um, you better rethink the whole thing. Because it's, if it's not going well now... It's not going to go well after you get married. Steve, would you kindly uh, tell us, um, you know, what you would tell our listeners, uh, you know, in hindsight, what you would do differently or advice that you would give to our listeners? We have about... Well, I mean, I'm not really certain. I mean, the one thing I probably would do is, is probably do a better job screening my attorneys. Um, I want to do two sets, and I think the one requirement I would have is to make sure you get a reasonable estimate from your divorce attorney before you sign them up um, and have them stick to that. But even when I got the estimate from the second attorney, um, he was able to double his original estimate, which I confronted him on. Um, so just be aware of that. Um, divorce attorneys are in the business of making money. Um, and hold, hold your attorney accountable uh, for an estimate and, and, and try to make them stick to that. 
Good point. Edwin, we have about 20 seconds. Would you give uh, your advice to the listeners as to what they could do differently and look out for? Well, uh, I think it starts when you're dating that person. I mean, you pretty much cover, you know, what uh, there needs to be said about that. Just just get to know that person uh, a lot longer before you you get into anything more serious. Uh, yeah, and just don't have kids too fat too soon. You know, just, you know. Um, don't be pressured into it. Get to know that person. Oh, I, I like that advice. In fact, um, the divorce rate is about a 50% failure rate. 50% of people do get divorces. Here's how All you right. can increase your odds. Just wait two years before starting a family. That's all it takes, two years, and use that time to get to know uh, your new bride, and you should be bonding and having the time of your lives and going out and traveling and doing all that. So two years will up your success rate to 80%. Anyway, I want to thank uh, all of my guests today, uh, Frank, Steve, and Edwin, and uh, we'll hope you'll join us next week. Uh, 